Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's two reasons why you're listening to this today. One, you know me and support me. Two... You're a nosy old shy. Either way, I'm happy to have you. You're listening to part two of episode five of the Unedited Podcast. You think you can handle it? Do you think you could? Do you think you could handle it? Do you think you could? One of the biggest areas that people really struggle with uh, boundaries is with work, work and family or mm. work and work life boundaries. Yeah. So you'd see somebody say, for example, they're in, in the start of a new job and they're trying to impress and so on. But at the same time, they want to be home for, they say their their wife has had a baby or whatever. OK. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, God, the boss has asked the boss to come in and say, we're working on a big project now. I need you to stay late. And in that moment, the person has to choose, do I make an impression or do I choose my family in that regard? And a lot of the time, if people will choose work in that moment because they think that that is probably the most important and for some people it w- will be but you have to be able to say to yourself no and I'm telling you now most bosses will respect you if you turn around and say I can't do that because I have commitments with my family the boss if the boss doesn't respect you in that regard you're not working for the company you should be working for yeah. you need to work for a company that will allow that and foster that because that's all that matters. Yeah. Work serves us to be able to do all of these great things. It's not all about work. Yeah. You know, you talked about success in one of the podcasts as well and the word success and what that means. Mm. You know, it's not about success for some people. Success means money or means work, work, work. What if you're not home and you're missing, you know, the child's first tooth or the first word and well, so on? I hope you miss the child's first tooth. Well, you don't get that time back. You so don't get that time back. Like, but you're not going to be always in that in that company like you know no yeah i only had this conversation the other day and it is people respect people that respect themselves yeah i love that as well because that's the hard thing to do but actually people go i don't want to let that person down but in fact they're not they're Mm. you're letting yourself down 100 percent. and you show you show that that boundary can be crossed yeah that boss won't ask again if they go now it's five o'clock and that person works till five i shouldn't be asking them to stay on 
you know, but you can easily turn around and say, I can tonight, but if there is other opportunities where I can, of course I will. Mm. But now I need to be home to my me, to me family or to my dog or, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of elements of why um, people wouldn't implement that particular boundary. And it's because of their um, confidence in themselves, isn't it? Like it, the workplace can be a real vulnerable place for some people, you know, Everybody is so conscious and getting ahead and they put this pressure on themselves like I should be here right now and um, I should be in this position. I should be earning more. They think by staying back late and, you know, doing all this extra work is going to get them there. But it's not. It's taking control of your own life. Mm-hmm. You know what you're available to do, uh, what you can offer the business. It's not always it's not always time. Value yourself. Have integrity. Um. Mm-hmm. That will bring you a lot further than the person who stays back to all hours wearing themselves to the ground. Yeah. You go home when you're supposed to go home, get well rested, be with your family, do what serves you, show up the next day fresh, ready. 100%. And that's the thing, show up the next day fresh and ready and literally give the hours that you're supposed to give. Another thing that I know people really struggle with in work mm. is not taking their lunch breaks and the breaks. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a big deal for me because... When you actually take a break, your brain actually recharges and like neuroscience, like chemicals kick in and literally say, okay, I can be more creative and more productive because I've taken a break. People think they walk right through, but you get Mm. slower. Oh, definitely. And you know, because you used to walk in salons years ago as well, and I've done it. And that's an environment where you don't take a lunch break. Mm. You know, you walk to the bone and you just do, you go boom, 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 boom. And the quality of the work definitely slips. The relationships that you then have with that client as the day goes on, you're not fed. Mm. Come on. No, you're exactly. You know, don't talk to me when I'm hungry. Yeah, hangry in fairness. Mm. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. But those, some of those environments are, are great to work in. Look, you yeah. know this. We've, we've all had great times working in those yeah. environments. But looking back, when I think of, say, what would foster better productivity? It's making sure people take their breaks. Yeah. And it's fostering to the, even to the clients and saying, look, that person's not available because they're on their lunch. You are literally enforcing a boundary to the client as well to say, we respect our um, staff enough to let them take the break. Like, imagine you weren't allowed to take a break at all. We'd mm. all be up marching in O'Connell Street going, we want a break. I know. Mm. But there has been like there has been times like that where you haven't been, you know, years ago. Like, I mean, it was definitely put to me many times. Well, the, the clients sitting there like, no, you can't take a break. Mm. And I was told you can't take a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of had to get on with it. Now, there's a part of me that kind of thinks sometimes we're missing a little bit of that kind of like, um, you know, I used to say like, there's not that many like kind of grafters anymore, you know, but you can still be like, you know, like a grafter and do a lot for your employer, like as in be there for them and all. Um, But you have to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. You're you're a version of yourself, but to be the best version of yourself, make the choices that serve you Mm. the best way. I can talk to your employer and talk to people and say, I need to take a lunch break because I am going to be much better Mm. for the business for the clients for you in that space yeah you know yeah. but it's very difficult for young like when I look back at my own career it's very difficult to say that yeah. in that moment because we come from families where we were all out working yeah you know you were told just get on with it put your head lucky down lucky to have a job lucky to have a job yeah. and all but mm. in fact it's not it's lucky that you're working it's lucky that you 
can like live a life that you have to live, but it's not everything. The job is not everything. No, it's a it's a means to do the the other things. Yeah, and being happy in your job, I can't stress it enough how important it is. Like I've had a mental busy week this week because I'm wrapping things up to take a holiday. Yup, yup, and uh, it's so so busy. So I got out of the car the other day and I looked at the diary and I was like, oh my God, Jammers. And I thought to myself, oh Jesus. And then straight away, I remember the time I sat in your house, your old house, with you and your husband. He was doing a spreadsheet because we know he loves them. Loves them. And I was like, I can't live. Like, I can't walk for myself. I think I contemplated it for about two years. I was like, I can't walk for myself. What if I don't get enough clients? Like, what if people don't? How am I going to pay me bills? How am I going to pay for my house? How am I going to do all this? And you are like, how many clients do you actually need to cover the cost of your your living? And we were trying, you were trying to give me the confidence to finally take that leap and go for it. And I thought about that memory this week. And I thought about how lucky I am and how amazing it is that I have a full book of clients. Absolutely. And then people are all choosing to come to me. But is that be- that's because I made that decision to go for it. Mm-hmm. I show up there well rested ready i love me work i love what i do yeah it's a much better environment to be around um, and you can get that 100 percent. and even when you said i'm lucky it's not that you're lucky you are bringing yourself to an environment where clients like to come and actually enjoy the service that they're getting yeah in that space and you're able to do that the best possible way because you're looking after yourself and you're making choices that you can show up there and go I'm ready for you guys, or guys and girls. I'm going to give you the best service. You're going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Even, do you know, even when I said lucky, I was like, that's not the right word. I'm fortunate because I made the decision to make that life for myself, to create that environment that I love to walk in. Like every little element of that studio that I have and that business that I have is how I like to do things. The music I like my clients to listen to. Yeah. The uh, products I like to use. Most importantly, the way I like people to feel. Absolutely. You know, that's just amazing to me. 100%. And like people will always forget what you said, what you did, but they'll never forget how you you made them feel. Amazing. Yeah. I'm always, every podcast I can't, I have to mention, I mean, (laughs) Annie. It's just something I definitely think that's where I got it from. It was the way she made people feel. She's the one person I think of every single time I think about that. It's just the way you make people feel. And it's um, just that warmth. That's what I like to create in the in just in my life in general. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lovely place to be able to say that's what I want to do for people. Yeah. Mm, and I hope this podcast is doing it for people. And I hope this episode helps people. I hope it helps them on their way to having that environment in their home, in their life, in their relationships. Uh, because it's absolutely vital that you're living your best life and you're enjoying each day to the fullest. 100%. And I think as well, when you say about living your best life, for a lot of people, they have to find out what that is. Mm. You know, so the boundary journey that I call it is something that will change, but you've got to bring it back to your your values, who you are as a person and what you want to be able to do and say. When you talk about warmth and if that's what you want to be able to provide to people, you have to think of the decisions that you're making and whether that's going to give you that and other people that or not. Yeah, I suppose a good way to help people as well, because you need to identify your boundaries. So by identifying your boundaries, like you don't necessarily have to know exactly what makes you happy in order to implement them. You just have to know what makes you unhappy. 
Yeah. Look, look at the situation, assess the situation. Like the next time you in a, you feel in any way uncomfortable with a person, whether it's a family member or a friend or whatever, think, what are they doing that's making me feel uncomfortable? Then think, right, how can I remove just that element, not that person? Yeah. Because I'm not saying that you need to remove relationships from your life because believe me, that's not the right way. No. You know, because so, there's a lot of people in your life that give you great things and they might just give you one little thing that you're just that's not really for you so think how can i now just remove myself from that little situation situation Yeah. yeah i love that because at the end of the day you have to say to yourself what is it about that particular situation that's bothering me mm. that way is it that i need to work on myself is it something that that's bothering me because it's on me mm. not always always on the other person exactly yeah but that's the thing about the journey of boundaries it's be kind to yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. You're going to say, God, I didn't do that right. So the next time go, okay, look at it, reflect back and say, Jesus, I'm going to do something better the next time. Or I'm going to make a different choice. Yeah. Play around with it as well. Have some fun. Like say, I want to try this and see how it works with this person. Or I want, you know, Mm. they don't need to know that you're putting up boundaries, but you can say, that actually worked well. Or that didn't work and I'm not fucking doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like you did with me last week and didn't want to go to the spa. What are you doing again? <laughs> Just now. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine actually implementing boundaries. And when she did it, she literally goes, no. And then she went, no, I'm just trying that out. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I guess who it was. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Now, look, before we head off, um, I do like to touch on a couple of topics throughout the uh, podcast. So just we've touched on family, friends. stuff. let's talk about relationships for a second. OK. Because we both have them. Yeah. And uh, boundaries very important. 100%. Mm. Give us an example. Of a relationship, as in relationships like you and Jonathan or me and JR, that type relationships of. Relationships in general. OK, so. Uh, like a hypothetical <laughs> situation so, where there might be. You know, a boundary implemented and has a positive effect. An interview, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Gotten all serious now. Where's the fun in this? Yeah. But that- you know, it does, but it genuinely does ha- happen. Like, because with me and you, I find uh, we've been with our partners for a very long time and we still really enjoyed our company, thank God. But I said it before and I'll say it again. It's not something that comes naturally. It no. takes work and you make a conscious effort yeah. to work together to, to be happy. So, yeah, what's a boundary? Or oh, I'll tell you one, will I? Well, if you want to, but you well, ask me the one, question. I'm I have one. I'm trying to fill it. <laughs> Do you think of something? No, I'm trying to fill it. No, but the boundary that I would talk about is the boundary around communication. I think it's really important. You have to be able to talk. So I think you had mentioned before as well about never going to bed angry or never leaving the house when, you know, when you're angry because you don't want to. So that's a conscious choice that as a couple that you make. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes you just want to run out of the house and go, Fuck you, you're after annoying me, this, that and the other. You didn't put the fucking washing upstairs. You didn't. Like I came home from Albania and there was five loads of washing and I wasn't even in the house. You know? Here's a go- actually another boundary I wanted to talk about. Laundry. Albania. Oh, yeah. Because that was an interesting trip for you, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. my friend Claudiana had, um, is from Albania and I met her 10 years ago and I worked for a company that we worked for at the time. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, um, shout out to Claudiana, she got cancer twice and beat it. And we were, it was an amazing 
were amazing. But we were very, you know, I was so, how do I support this person who's going through mm. a journey of cancer as well? And I remember in that time going, okay, I want to be there for the person. But I also knew how much of an empath I would be, that that would literally impact me so much that it would literally drain me. Yeah. And I mean drain me in the sense that I wouldn't want it to drain me, but it would. Yeah. yeah? So we decided that we were going to go on a holiday together and so on. And we, we had planned to go before uh, COVID even happened. Then, then obviously she got sick and so on. So we said, we're definitely going. But when we went to Albania as well, it was really... It was a great, absolutely great holiday. Absolutely loved it. Mm. And even having like boundaries in place, like it's in terms of, I didn't know anything about the holiday, literally that I was yeah. just going. And one of my boundaries it would be that I like to know everything. I like to plan everything. I want to know everything that's happened. And I had to let that boundary go mm. in order to see how I would go. And I actually it was the first time I went on holiday and enjoyed it to the point where I went, I've completely relaxed. Yeah. You know, because mm, you usually organize all the trips. hundred percent. That's why they're so good. <laughs> well, in actual fact, now I have to correct you on your description of how you ended up on that trip. Did you not say to me, did you know that in Albania, it's culture for them to absolutely spoil their guests? A hundred percent. To look after them. hundred percent. So much. And then he came out with, so I recommend it to Claudiana <laughs> that we go to Albania. <laughs> You manipulated but, a whole thing. No, I didn't in fairness manipulate it. It had been suggested and I was like, okay, are you sure? I said, I, I said I'll pay for the flights. So I did pay for the flights and so on. But they absolutely, I spoiled rotten. Absolutely spoiled rotten. That's one now, thing you are aware of going. Yeah, well, I knew that as well. Um, I, they even had a C for my Louis in the back seat <laughs> of the car as well. Now, there was, a, there was one big challenge on the holiday as well, though, because there was one place that we went to, it was an organic farm. And we had to, choose the, oh, the, no. the goat that we were going to get have for dinner. So I had to make peace with it. And I was talking to Billy for oh, a I while. What? Yeah. And then it was served, served up. I can't I taste know. anyway. So I said it was lovely. Oh, I know. So Michael suffers from um, long COVID. So he has no taste or smell. He doesn't really mention it a lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, a boundary I had yeah. to put up for myself as well. Doesn't really, yeah. Now that was actually one as well, wasn't it? So because... You have no taste or smell, which you do tell us all uh, a lot, but be, you nearly have to remind us. So the funniest thing is when you say, um, oh, it's lovely, isn't it, Michael? And he goes, yeah, the texture is great. <laughs> that, that's my way of, I know. that's my boundary of saying, I actually don't want you to ask me that again, but yeah. I'm just letting you know the texture is lovely. Yeah. But even on the holiday in Albania, Claudia Hannah kept saying to me, oh, I wish you could taste, I wish you could taste. So I had to put a boundary up straight away and say, don't keep asking me how the meal is because I don't know. No, she tipped you over the edge when you go. You said to me, like we went, we seen these beautiful roses. I could see the roses, they're beautiful. But no, that wasn't enough. She had to say, smell I that. wish you could smell yeah. the roses. Smell the roses. She actually brought me to a town that's called the Village of the Roses. And why would you bring someone there that can't smell? You can see, you know. Strangely enough, there wasn't a rose in the whole village. Was there? No, there wasn't. There was none. Potpourri. (laughs) Just smell. No, no. I don't mean to make little. It's a horrible thing what you're going through. They, the long COVID, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was last year. It was even worse with the vertigo as well and breaking me foot. But like, I'm look at the end of the day. It's just taste or smell, and I have every other sense, and they're heightened now as well. So I'm just getting on with it. You know. Yeah. I have to believe it will come back. Of course it will come back. We're saying that the last 20 months. 
listen, you have to believe. You definitely have to believe. And does it make you kind of more inclined to eat healthier or anything? Because Absolutely you can't taste not. Like it doesn't, it makes you stick to kind of the foods that you're used to as well, you know. So I've tried like goat, which I would have never tried before. I'm eating more fish and so on. But the one thing that really freaks me out is you can't smell food to know whether it's actually nice or like gone off, say, for example. So say, for example, we have like milk in the house. Yeah. And it's only bar. And because I can't smell it to see, like, is that gone off? I just be throwing it down the sink. And JR would just be saying to me, Michael, like, we only bought that yesterday. And I'm like, I know. He said, the date is like another five week days time. And I'm like, I know, but I couldn't smell it. So I threw it out. You know? Lou shouldn't put it in your tea. No, I put it, I put it in other, I put it in other people's tea. <laughs> but I don't visit you anymore. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, like in my relationship, um, we have a few boundaries now, I'm not going to lie. Um, but one is like, we always apologize. So we always say, well, sorry. Um, now, it's not like one saying, oh, you know, just taking the blame for something. It's taking ownership for your part in it. I love that because that's what exactly what it is. It's ownership for your part in it because everybody has their version of what they saw in that argument mm. or you let me down yeah. or you weren't there it's for me. It's not was right and mum was wrong. It's oh. I'm sorry for my part in it. Yeah, and that's yeah. a really powerful place to be in. But that, that takes work. Like, you know that because you, sometimes you just want to say, no, it is your fault. Yeah, no, I do as well. Yeah. You know, like you get a bit of that out of the way and yeah. then you have a moment and you reflect and you're sitting... Because it's normal to react and, you know, say, ah, fuck you and fuck up and fuck out. But then you can just bring it back, take a moment yourself, have a little breather and go, right, hold on for a minute and yeah. assess the situation and go, do you know what? I'm sorry about that. And we usually do it, um, not always, uh, but we really, really try our best to make sure that we do that before we go to bed for the night because... I hate the idea of somebody going to bed and feeling like that. Oh, 100%. Like, it's absolutely horrible. And then you wake up the next morning and your sleep was different. You're, yeah. You know, like, and I'm all about getting out the right side of the bed. Oh, and it's a lot more difficult when you're after going to bed with that sort of feeling. So that's a huge, huge big boundary in my house. And it's probably so, like, often used. That now me two-year-old even does it like so she often snaps and roars at us and then goes, I sorry. Yeah, yeah. But she's <laughs> well, she's, imi- she's imitating what she saw as well. And that's and, and see, the other side of it as well is you really want to be in a place where you're not saying I don't mean not saying sorry, but you're not reacting forced and not letting your emotions rule that reaction and then reflecting. You want to actually breathe it out and go, okay. What's the best thing I can say right now? Do I need to walk away? Do I need space? Do I need to? Yeah. Do I need to say what I need to say? But say it in a way that you're not having to go back and say, well, I'm sorry for what I said or I'm sorry for what I did. But you might have to say, look, I'm sorry for what I did there. That wasn't right. We should, I, I shouldn't do that. We've said we won't do that again. However, this is how I'm feeling. And that's yeah, very hard. That it's a lot. real grown-up conversation to be having, you no, know? No, it is. And, but it's, it's like ironic that I actually have that sort of mentality because like I said to you I come from a family where we react yeah high tempered we react we snap and in actual fact in my family we have had arguments like where we just go mental at each other and we never apologize like I was sitting down with one of my cousins a couple of months ago and we were chatting and Jonathan says you actually never apologize to each other we just kind of like 
you know, shout at each other, give out and have more, and then we just move on. But nothing ever gets addressed, and those feelings can fester, you know? Like, so I, I definitely didn't want that in my relationship now. Mm. I love to be able to communicate and talk things out and just then definitely let that go. Yeah. And move on from it. Yeah, and I think once you talk it out and let it go, that's the hard, hard part as well, letting it go. Mm. You've got to finish the conversation and say, right, I've said all I need to say. Yeah. You can't keep circling back and going, oh, and by the way, I never said this. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's not going to serve. That's just going to bring it all back up again. Yeah. But you also have to understand that what I'm saying is, and what we're chatting about, you can't have that with every single person because not everybody is in that place and not everybody is willing to be either no, because they have this sort of mentality. A lot of work goes into it. Yeah. Um. You know, you have to be a certain sort of person or you have to put the work in. And I have loads of people around me that would, they think I'm off the wall. You know, they just think, oh, she's mad. She thinks everyone needs therapy. So I, I wouldn't even go down that road. And trying to communicate or have a conversation with any of them because um, it's pointless. Yeah, and I'm exactly. not giving them the energy. And that's another boundary. It's like, look, I, this is how I like to live my life. And my some of my closest friends, some of my family, and definitely my husband, that's the relationship that I have with them. But I don't have this relationship and I don't communicate like this with every other person mm-hmm. because not everybody is like that. And I'm not willing to give my energy to everybody or people that are going to suck it or waste it so i have a boundary there yeah exactly how do you feel now with that in place like i made a steal (laughs) (laughs) unstoppable (laughs) as well as you know um we were talking before as well there's a big boundary that people suffer for or like find very difficult as well as a boundary around money money with like for themselves but also like money when people might say have you got to lend a 20 quid or have you got to lend a this? That's a real hard pe- for people to say. They might lend it and mm-hmm. say, yeah, but then if they don't get that back, there's an issue there where that money, like a physical thing becomes a big issue for people, yeah. you know? Uh, money is always an uncomfortable subject. It's always awkward. I don't particularly like to talk about money. Uh, I don't like, I never borrow money and I don't like to lend money. Yeah. I just don't because it can create all sorts 100%, yeah. of feelings. It doesn't. But I do have a lot of people in my life that I've had had that before. You know, like I have had people ask me for money before. Um, I definitely have a boundary. But it's not that I don't want to give the money. I just don't want the spiraling effect. That it can have. That it can happen. 100%. So I would much prefer to even um, buy what the person needs than actually give them the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, but what I tend to do is... I tend to give people ideas and my friend said this to me that I was a bit of a manifester. So I love people to take control of their own life and ownership for their own life and earn their own money because they're in a much better place. Like, how do you feel when you're having to go to somebody else and ask for their hard-earned money? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, fe- it's putting them in a position that they, no one should be in. So I'd much prefer to give them an idea or a possible business venture that they can then make money for themselves Builds confidence. The amount of things that that does for a person. Yeah. So that's the sort of things that I like to do. I don't like to get involved with money. Yeah. I tend to kind of back away yeah. from situations yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's and that is hard for people to do because you want to help the person, but you also, like what you said, what's the best way of me helping them? Mm. You know, and they, they probably don't want to even ask for the money. You know, you've been in situations where you would have borrowed money before or asked for money. 
you don't want to be asking for it, but you might need to ask for it. But what else can you give the person if you can't give the money or you're choosing not to give the money? Mm. Because that might not actually solve the problem. It's a quick fix for whatever they need the money for there and then. But it's not getting to the root cause of why they actually got into that situation in the first place. And some people tend to get into the habit of lending money. So, yeah. you know, like they're not just asking you for a lending yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so giving them a way to make money or to generate money for themselves, you're actually doing so much more for them yeah. than what you are just giving them the money. You might feel like, oh, uncomfortable and cruel at the time, but in actual well, you'll fact, feel more you uncomfortable if they don't pay you back and the relationship. And you're chasing your own money. Yeah, you're chasing your own money, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can have my money back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It's an awkward one. It definitely is. And I think like... um. A lot of that kind of got done years ago, you know, like I remember living in the flats and everybody was kind of giving each other a little dig out and people tend to look at it differently. It's like, ah, like as if you are greedy or, you know, but sometimes you have to prioritize your money like as well. Like people go out there, they work and they earn their money. A lot of time and effort goes into people earning their money. And they deserve to do what they like with it. Well, it's theirs. Yeah. Like, you know, so, but they also don't, no one should have to feel bad for wanting to, Spend their own money on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Or on the people that they want to spend it on as well, you know. Exactly. Um, But yeah, it's always a taboo subject. And I know so many people feel uncomfortable with it. Like I was even chatting to Dominique the last time about um, charging for services. Yeah. You know, like it's so uncomfortable because you're you're like, oh, you're my friend. I don't want to charge you. Like, you know, it's just. No, 100%. But you have to think of the time that you're putting into it as well. Like the education that you went through. I never, ever had an issue with charging the rates that I charge for my coaching because Mm. I'm pretty damn good at what I do because I put a lot of work into it. And I come from that place. A person is getting all that experience and all of that, like conversation and so on and I'm helping them and they're helping themselves but I'm really asking them to literally look inside themselves and find what they need in mm. that space so they need to get like a good service from that you yeah know? yeah it's that's kind of bringing me on to people knowing their worth as well like which I think is huge and so important to, like because so many times I've seen people like I work for myself obviously so you know I have to put a price on my services and take everything into account like you know the runnings and the cost of the business my experience the products that I use all of that but I also have a lot of people in my life that work for other people businesses employers um, and they're not confident in knowing their worth mm. you know they don't want to go in and ask for more money yeah. they don't want to put a price on themselves yeah. they're selling themselves short yeah it's mad because it's, it's actually reminds me today I do some other work with like a guy called Joe he's great I've worked with him for the last few years mm. and today when I was talking to him I wanted to have a conversation with him about money and having to increase my cost of, of me invoicing mm. and I was like I was actually time like when will I have this conversation when's the best time but he rang me today to just have a chat and I says to him at the end of the conversation oh by the way I want to talk to you about increasing my invoices and I told him the price and he you know what he said no problem, Michael. You're yeah. well worth it. Mm. He said, well, will you do it from September? And I said, no, I'm sending one today. It's for June. I'm sending it straight away. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. I knew my worth. I knew I was underselling for the last year or so because prices have gone up. Things have changed. Yeah. You know? And that's another thing as well. Like, if you're working for somebody else and you feel like you're not getting your full worth and you want to go in, you want to ask for pay rise, you know, make your case. Like, make your case. Like, look at yourself. What what value you bring to the business and then go in, make a pitch. 
Yeah. Look for more money. Like what? <laughs> if, Don't sit if, there giving out about the yeah. fact that you want more money because that's not going to change anything. You've got no. to, you've got to take a, the bull by the horn and literally go. I'm going in. I'm going to ask for that. And as you say, pitch to them why they should give it to you. Exactly. Like I was chatting to somebody. Uh, they're after getting a new job opportunity. This one is not doing a similar role. Not doing as much work as the work that she was doing before. Because with this one, she's going into a larger company. The other one, she's in a smaller company and she's more stretched, mm-hmm. you know, so she's doing more. But she feels more important because she has, she feels like she has a more superior role because she's doing more stuff. Mm-hmm. On this one, she doesn't have to do as much, mm-hmm. but she gets like, like a toward extra mm-hmm. on her salary. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, but I'm not doing as much, but I'm getting more money, you know, like, but yeah. for her, the, the element of that kind of like that power that, you know, yeah. that uh, importance in the workplace is obviously very important to her but what's also very important to her is a four day week but this new position even though it has so much more money um, is a five day week and she was saying so I don't know what to do and I was like well what do you mean you don't know what to do you go in and say yeah I'm available four days a week 100% you know like your time is valuable Yeah. how you spend your time how you live your life and it's not the time to ask for it when you're six months into the role. Go in and say, look, you want me. And I know you do because you've already kind of offered me the role, but I'm not prepared to work five days a week. What can we do to make it work? Exactly. Yeah. And But don't get confused with being ignorant. No. You know, m- make sure. <laughs> don't say going in there and asking for those days off and you're not doing the work. Yeah, exactly. You know, be confident about your position. Know that you're trying your best and know your water. 100% as well. Um, and then go in. And, but I hope that helps anybody else out. And anyway, hope you get a few bob out of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we wrap things up, have you gotten any mantra? Believe it or not, I do. And I it's don't. so unrelated to the money thing. Right. So my nanny Rita always used to say, Neither a borrower or a lender be. And it was her way of saying never borrow money and never ask for money. Why? Yeah. Never borrow money or never give money, sorry, in that regard. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. Yeah. Strange that's thing me. is she, <laughs> the strange thing is she never lived up to it. She borrowed off everybody. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> so she have to chase I think she money. was telling us not to not to live the way she was living in that regard. Well that's what they always do. That's what I find so interesting about these nanny mantras is whatever mistakes they made, they're trying to put it out there to the generations to follow to not do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. I mean nanny used to always say, make sure you have your rainy day money. Now, other nannies, because I've heard this loads of time, would say, make sure you had your runaway, runaway money. money. But um, I love to think that that's my nanny's positive mentality there. You know, yeah. your rainy day money, just have a little something aside. Yeah, love that. Um, but that was very good, actually. But because I think with money as well, it's a big one with uh, security, isn't it? Like a lot of people, if you have a bit of money there, it offers you such an element oh, of security. You options. Mm. You know, that's what it is for people. It's been able to go, I can go on that holiday or yeah. if I want to go for a meal, I can do it. And it's not that I have to go, oh God, I can't do that. You want to be, but it gives you choices. And I think that's the thing about mm. money. It gives you choices. Yeah. Just make sure that the choices that you choose are serving your boundaries and they're healthy. Yeah. And you know what? Now more than ever as well, you do need to kind of look at it because the lifestyle in this country is getting colossal. Yeah. I went into the shop Sixty nine for a packet of king. Stop. A Would big you, bag or just a small, small bag? Bag, miniature. Uh, no, you'd want to get into Tato Park for one sixty nine. Not a cost at facing the cloud cap on the North Strand. I charge him one sixty nine for a packet of king. My friend said, "Ah, mum, we go down to the park. <laughs> <laughs> I got a six pack for two fifty. 
There's a choice you made around boundaries and money. I know. And you know. There we go. Well, listen, thanks everybody for listening. And thank you, Michael, for joining me again. It was an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. And thanks for having me. Um, listen, I'm off on me hollybops. I'll be back again soon, if you're nosy enough. Do you think you can handle it? Do you think you could? Do you think you could handle it? Do you think you could? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.